It's great to be here. Um, so my wife, Carla, sends her love. Um, we are regularly in the Portsmouth congregation. Our family's based there, but um, our role is executive pastors of Family Church, which means that we oversee the, the general running of the church. And uh, this year, uh, since um, September, I've been had the joy of being able to uh, visit one of our congregations every month. And it's your turn today, uh, which is uh, great for me, and hopefully it will be okay for you as well. So Carla's running uh, Rising Stars this morning. That's our infant school age group uh, for Kids Church over in Portsmouth today. She's involved with that. Uh, my son, Corbin, he just turned 18. Can you believe it? Anyone remember when Corbin was born? In fact, Corbin was born just, uh, it was two months um, after we started the Gospel Congregation. In St. Vincent College, remember we did a, a year of evenings in St. Vincent College in 2005, and then we moved to mornings. Um, and um, wow, so he's the same age as, as Family Church Gosport, basically. Um, 18 years old, congratulations! <laughs> Back in January, 30th of January, something like that. Yeah, and um, so he's drumming in Portsmouth today, and Elliot, my 14-year-old, is he had a lion this morning because uh, we were able to leave the kids' church room set up over the Easter holidays, which was fantastic for him, because he always does the setting up there. We start at 7 on Sundays, setting up in Portsmouth. So if you think you've got it hard here, <laughs> what time do we start here? Half 7? 8 o'clock? 9. <laughs> 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 <All right. laughs> Woo! And, uh, and then Lola is here with me today, my little girl. She's seven, and she's in kids' church right now, um, and she was very excited to come with me because last time, I sp- when I spoke in Waterside Congregation three weeks ago, um, I-, I asked her if she'd come with me, and she said um, she didn't want to. She wanted to stay with Mummy in Portsmouth, um, who was, again, in kids' church that day. And, um, and-, and on the way here today, we were stopped at some traffic lights, and she just put her hand on my shoulder and said, Daddy... I know you were lonely last time, and that's, what, that's why I decided to come with you today. She was like rubbing my shoulder like that. She said, I, I came to look after you today. As, as we came in, she said, I'm a little bit scared. I said, it's okay. Pastor Jeff's grandchildren are here. They'll look after you, and indeed, thank you, Faith and Maddie, uh, for looking after Layla today. And it's great to see you all. Um, lots of familiar faces and a few faces that I don't recognize. So um, I'm Stu, Pastor Stu. Just call me Stu. Uh, it's easier. And, um, and it's just a joy to, to, to be involved in building God's house. Uh, God's moving in, in his people, in his church. And um, we're seeing that um, in Portsmouth. We're seeing it here. What, what, what strength and what depth to our worship today. Um, so thank you, Kerwin and Camille. Um, and obviously pastors Jeff and Jane for just facilitating what God's doing. Um, love the word that you brought as well, um, brother Joni. Jody. Yeah, Joni is a girl's name. I didn't want to say. <laughs> jo- Jody is a <laughs> a man's name, I think. <laughs> anyway, Jody, that was great. Like, just, just, I just really feel that like it's just in the flow of of what God was saying into my heart, and hopefully, what He's going to say through. What I share today as well, which I'll get on with in just a moment. Um, <laughs> I, I will, honestly. Uh, but uh, I just want to encourage you. God, God is doing something. There's, there's something happening 
um, in, in the church. Um, and whatever God's doing in his church, it's for the purpose of reaching this world, isn't it? Um, and, and so if we can provide a place where people can come and experience God, experience God's presence, understand that God is real and that God loves them and that God is for them and, and that through Christ we can have a relationship with God, then we are doing the right thing. Um, and I just want to encourage you that it feels like we're doing the right thing here um, in these moments today. So, great. So I want to talk about the love of God today, uh, which sounds like a really, like, you know, you're probably sitting there thinking, couldn't he come up with something a bit better than that? Um, but to me, to me, there is nothing better than the love of God. There is nothing better than, than knowing and understanding um, the love of God <coughs> that changes lives. Um, so I'm going to talk about the love of God today. And I want to talk about one aspect of love. Um, love endures is, is the title of my message. But I want to talk about one aspect of love that is really important that we understand so that we can walk in that aspect of God's love. And um, it's revealed in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, so we're going to read um, that passage to start with. It will appear on the screen, um, but I'm sure you've all got your Bibles with you as well. So you can turn to it in your Bibles, um, and then you can just hang around 1 Corinthians 13 today, um, verses 1 to 7. And it says this, In the New Living Translation, it says, If I could speak all the language of earth and of angels but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. (laughs) Wake up. If I had the gift of prophecy and understand all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that could move mountains but didn't love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable. It keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. And verse 7 is what I want to home in on today. It says, love never gives up. Love never loses faith. Love is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. Let's pray. Father, I just pray, Lord, that today you would speak deeply into our hearts regarding your love for us and regarding the way that you want us to love others And thank you that we're not alone in that. Thank you, Lord, that you just don't put this demand on us to love others in this way, but you give us your Holy Spirit and you enable us, Holy Spirit, you enable us to love people in the way that we are loved. So help us to understand your love today. Lord, I pray that every heart would just be so open to what you want to say. Amen. So first of all here in this passage, before we focus on verse 7, we read that Uh, Without love, we are nothing. If we don't love other people, then we're nothing. We can have it all. You can have it all. You can do great things for God's kingdom. You can uh, move in the the greatest spiritual gifts. Um, Yet with love, all of it is meaningless. Um, And this love is agape, the Greek word agape. And we know about these words. I'm, I'm sure we've heard many teachings on the love of God before. But this word that God, this love that God has for us is agape. It means it's an all giving love and it expects nothing in return. That's God's love for each one of us, okay? For you. God's love is all giving and expects nothing in return. If you never did anything for God, 
then his love is still there for you. And you can receive that love through your faith in Christ. You know, God has always loved you, um, even before you put your faith in Christ. But you couldn't receive his love until you said yes to Jesus. Until you accepted that Jesus, who is God, who came down from heaven and who took the sin of the world upon himself and died on the cross, who was a perfect man. So in exchange for taking our sin, he gave us his perfection. And so when you come before God now, if you've put your faith in Christ, God looks at you and he doesn't see sin. He sees someone who is right in his eyes, someone who has been made perfect through your faith in Christ in the eyes of God. Isn't that wonderful? It's nothing to do with what you and I have done. Yet, yet now I'm saved, yet now I'm walking with God, yet now I'm a receiver of God's love. I just want to live God's way. I just want to live his way. I want to live for God's kingdom. I want to be a brilliant representative of the kingdom of God to the people in my world, to my neighbors, to the dads, mainly dads that I meet at the school gate and chat to, um, to the people um, in, in, when I walk down the street. I work full-time for the church, so in my work environment, um, most of the people that I work with, no, all of them, um, are Christians, <laughs> which is good. But for the people that come into the Empower Center Portsmouth, from the community. I want to be a, a light that shines brightly God's kingdom, that shines God's love into other people's lives. And I can be that because I've, I've been made right with God. Isn't that wonderful to know? That you are a receiver of God's love through your faith in Christ. Um, so it says in Romans 5, verses 1 to 5, I love this passage. It's just, for me, it says it all. Ready? Romans 5, therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith. How? By good works? No, by our faith in God. God, We have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand. And we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. That's talking about our experience of heaven once we leave this earth. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials. It's hard to do that when we run into problems and trials, but we can. For we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character. And character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment. The hope that we have in Christ or through Christ does not lead to disappointment. For we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. In the King James Version, it says, the Holy Spirit has shed, a, the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. The Holy Spirit, God himself, his, by his Spirit, wants to come and fill our lives with his love. You, you can not just know about God's love, but you can experience God's love. Isn't it good to know that we can experience the love of God? You can feel the love of God in your life because God himself, by his spirit, comes and fills your life with his love. It's amazing that my heart is now filled with the love of God. God's love for me, going back to our passage in 1 Corinthians 13, God's love for me, verses 4 to 7, is, is patient and kind. God's love is patient and kind. That's a really good thing. 
because I need God to be patient with me sometimes. And I definitely need God to be kind with me. God's love for me isn't jealous or boastful or proud or rude. God's love for me, in fact, could you put that passage back up, 1 Corinthians 13, just put it on the screen, verses 4 to 7. God's love for me is not demanding. It's not irritable. It keeps no record of being wronged. God's love for you and me does not rejoice about injustice in our lives, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. God's love for us does not ever give up on us. It never loses faith in us. It's always hopeful regarding our lives, and it endures through every circumstance that we go through. That's God's love for us. Isn't it amazing to be loved in that way by God? Amen? Okay. It's awesome, actually. It's awesome to be loved in this way. Um, But the fact that my love and my, my heart and your heart has been filled with this kind of love means that we are able to love others in this way that God loves us. We've been called by God to be his representatives in this world. So when I love others in the way that God loves me, then perhaps they will experience the love of God. Perhaps I am the conduit. Perhaps I'm the container that God wants to use to take his love to other people. And it, and it changes lives. The love of God changes lives when someone experiences his love. So the aspect of, of God's love that I want to home in on today is found in verse 7 of 1 Corinthians 13. So again, if you just keep that verse up there. Um, it says, love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. So God has called us to be people whose love endures. This means that we never give up on people. Amen? We never give up on people. We never lose faith in them. We're always hopeful regarding them, regarding what is possible in their lives. And we always keep loving them through every circumstance. And we're just going to look at those four things now. So love never gives up. Do you, do you have someone in your life who has never given up on you? Some of you do. Some of you maybe don't. Do you have someone in your life that has never given up on you? Maybe you used to have someone in your life. Maybe they've now gone, but maybe you've now made it your mission to be that person who never gives up on other people. You know, despite your failings, despite unwise decisions that you may have made or may still make in your life, despite the irrational responses that you sometimes give, despite your Bad attitudes. No one here has bad attitudes, though, do you? This is Family Church Gospel. I've heard really good things about your attitudes. Despite your stubbornness and pride, um, these people have always been there for you. They've never given up on you. Most of us have someone like that in our lives, but all of us have God. All of us have our Heavenly Father, God, who has never given up on us. Amen? And who will never give up on us. How powerful it is then when we show this kind of love to other people. This love that never gives up on other people. Um, Especially those who deserve to be given up on. (laughs) You know, there are those people, aren't there, that, that the world has written off. And certainly religion has written off. You know, religion isn't us. Um, We try not to be religious. Sometimes we do things religiously, but 
We're in relationship with God. We're a bunch of people that love God and are loved by God. We're in relationship with God. But, you know, religion writes people off. It says you don't live up to these standards, therefore you're no good. God can't use you. And what I want to say today is, is that let's never write people off. Let's be a church that never writes people off. Always has arms open wide. Because actually, when someone finds the love of God and runs into the arms of God and, and finds God's love in, in God's arms, that's when they begin to change. If we try and change people before they have a true and deep understanding of God's love, then it's not going to work. But actually, when we draw people to him and, and they find God's love and they run into his arms, that's when they want to change the things in their lives that are broken. That's when they want to let God heal uh, the things in their lives that need healing. And, and it's so important that we're a people that show this kind of love to other people, love that never gives up. Um, showing unmerited favor and undeserved kindness to others is the definition of grace. You know, we talk about the grace of God, but sometimes, you know, I remember when I was a kid and sat in church, I didn't really understand what the grace of God was. And I think it's, it's simply about showing unmerited favor and undeserved kindness to people, even when they don't deserve it, even when it's not merited. You show kindness, you show love, you show favor to other people. And that's the grace that draws people into the arms of God that I'm talking about. It's the very best place for people to find true healing. It's the very best place for people to find wholeness, the arms of God, as well as the conviction, as well as the correction that they need, um, that we often believe it's our job to bring to people. You know, there's a lot of Christians, they've made it their mission to bring correction and conviction to other people. And that's, that's the job of God. That's the job of the Holy Spirit. So, um, yes, it's important that we preach truth. Yes, it's important that we challenge others. Um, yes, it's really important that when someone says, I want to be a disciple of Jesus, they know what that looks like, and, and, and we help them and guide them on that path. But... Uh, let's make sure uh, we're letting God do his job and we're doing our job. Amen. Okay, so it's, it's much easier to judge, isn't it? You know, I've, I've sat in the seat of the judge many times, judging people for this and that, writing people off, giving up on them, saying, how could God ever use that person? And, and I don't want to be that person um, because according to James, um, mercy triumphs over judgment. I'd much rather be someone that shows too much grace and too much mercy sees people come into the arms of God and then they're changed by God. Amen. So first of all, love never gives up. God's love for us never gives up. Let's be people that show that love to other people, that love that never gives up. Second thing is this, love never loses faith. Never loses faith. What does that mean? Well, in the New King James Version, that verse 7 of 1 Corinthians 13, it says, um, uh, love believes all things. So love never, never loses faith. Love believes all things. What does that mean? Well, this kind of love sees what is possible in God and says, let it be. And says, like Mary said, we were singing about Mary earlier, weren't we? Um, who, who heard what the angel Gabriel said regarding what, what God was promising her and said, let it be according to your word. That's what love does. 
Love doesn't always have a plan. It doesn't always know how it's going to work. But love never loses faith. Love says, despite the circumstances that I find myself in, I choose to believe God, your word, and your promise over my circumstances. Um, This love looks at other people and says, I know what God has promised in their lives, and I choose to believe that over what I currently see. Amen? This kind of love, this love that never loses faith, causes us to always see the potential in others. Oh, if we could only be those people that always see the potential in others and not see the wrong and not see how they're failing at the moment. But this love sees the potential in others. This love brings encouragement to others and challenges them to, to, to say, don't settle for where you're at right now, but take hold of, of what God's got for you. This love speaks good things over other people's lives and helps them to see that with God, anything is possible. Matthew 19, verse 26, it says, But Jesus looked at them and said to them, this is the crowd that were, were listening to him talk to this rich man um, who wanted to follow Jesus but just couldn't give up uh, the things that, that had his heart, his riches. Um, and he said, um, he said to them, With men this is impossible, with, but with God, everything is possible. Amen. All things are possible. So in our own lives, in our own lives, it's good to know that God sees the potential. He sees the potential in you. He sees the potential that he placed in you when he knit you together in your mother's womb. He sees what is possible that others may not see. If you're surrounded by a load of people that just don't see the potential in your life, maybe find some other friends. Maybe find some other people that, that actually can see what God has placed in you. Maybe find some people that say, wow, yeah, you know what? Um, even though right now your life doesn't maybe show this, I can see that God has placed this amazing potential in you. Isn't it great to be those people that, that see the potential in others and encourage other people? I just think I'd much rather be that way than skeptical. When, when you get skeptical... You're just not operating in faith. So, so put aside cynicism, put aside skepticism, and, and, and start to say, right, I'm going to see the potential in others, and I'm going, to, I'm going to see what God sees in their lives. Amen? So God says to us today, to you today, I believe in you. God believes in you. <laughs> you believe in God. He believes in you. He says you can do it. You can be free from that addiction. That's what God says to you today. He says, you can make that change even though it will cost you. So again, get some people alongside you that will walk with you, that will hold you to account, that will say, no, we're going to believe for better things in your life. God says to you today, you, you can forgive that person who hurt you. I've forgiven you. I've extended total forgiveness to your life. Therefore, you definitely can forgive that person who hurt you. In fact, you can even forgive yourself. Someone needed to hear that today. You can even forgive yourself because God has forgiven you. God says to you, you can get that new job. I believe in you. You can get that new job. You can start that business. 
That's what he says to you today. You can be the parent that you know you need to be. You don't need to accept that um, your experience of parenting that you learned from your parents is the way that you have to be if it wasn't the right way of doing things. You can be that parent that you know you need to be. And even if you've got it wrong, you can make the change that you know you need to make and start to get things more right. Amen? My word, I am learning a lot being a parent of teenagers. I have an 18-year-old son. Um, no offense to the teenagers here, because I know that you're all like literally perfect. Um, but I'm just learning how to... I like rules. I like everything in place. <laughs> I like everything organized. And uh, I've discovered that teenage lads don't really like that. <laughs> and they want independence. And it's scary. For us parents, it's scary. I don't know if anyone, you've, some of you have been there, right? It's scary to be there. And I'm learning to, to let go, and I'm learning to trust God. Um, that's my journey right now. <laughs> my son had a car crash um, about four weeks ago. He's, he's, like I say, he's 18, been driving about six months, and his uh, VW Polo was written off in this car crash. He was completely unharmed, and so was anyone else. Uh, he thought he could take the turn before the taxi hit him. He couldn't, um, unfortunately. And uh, he's such a good lad. Um, but the only thing that he was bothered about was that, oh, I haven't got a car now. Uh, he, he was emotionally and physically un- unscarred. He couldn't wait to get back behind the wheel. Anyway, went through the insurance. He was expecting, this is a testament, he was expecting to get £2,100 because uh, the value of his car was £2,500, £400 excess. Um, the insurance paid £3,800. So now he is the proud owner of an Audi A3. (laughs) 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 And and, and what it cost him, plus the extra insurance to insure an Audi A3, was covered in in what he was paid. Um, That is a testimony for him. (laughs) And, uh, And it's a lovely car. And he's very blessed. And you know what, though? What really blessed me is that you know, he's, he's working part-time, um, and um, he tithes. And he said to me, Dad, I know it's because I honor God with, with my money uh, that I've been blessed in this way. And I'm like, yeah, just keep honoring God. Just keep doing things God's way because, you know, we things happen, don't they? And we think, how could good ever come out of this? How, how could something positive come out of this? Well, only God can bring good things out of bad things. Um, but God does and God will. I just want to encourage you with that today. God does and God will. Amen? So you can dream again. This is what this love says. This love that, um, this love that never loses faith. This love that believes all things. It says you can dream. You're allowed to dream. You're allowed to dream. Dream again doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are. Dream again. Because God is the God that makes dreams come true. Amen? Right, anyway. Third thing. Uh, so, love, um, love, uh, love, 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 love never gives up. Love never loses faith. Love is always hopeful. This is the, the third point. Love is always hopeful. Now, in this context, hopeful is being expectant. Uh, this kind of love doesn't just say, maybe one day things will get better. This love says, I'm expecting things to get better today. 
I'm 46 and my voice still breaks sometimes. I'm expecting things to get better today. It doesn't allow past failures or present realities to dictate the future. Let me say that again. The, this kind of love, the love that is always hopeful, doesn't allow past failures or present realities to dictate the future. It sees each new day as an opportunity for change, and it doesn't give up when there is no obvious or no outward change. Amen? This love understands that God is working behind the scenes of our lives for our good. And just because we don't see it right now doesn't mean nothing is happening. According to Proverbs 13 verse 12, hope deferred makes the heart sick. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. Love is always hopeful. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. So this is very true. So perhaps we can bring healing to a friend's heart by coming alongside them in their time of, of disappointment and in, time, in their time of discouragement and, and, and saying, come on, keep dreaming. Hope may be deferred and your heart may be, de- may be sick from it, but come on, keep dreaming because something is happening behind the scenes. God is working behind the scenes of your life. So keep holding on, amen? amen. Love comes alongside others. This love says... We're not going to keep worrying about this. We're going to make our requests known to God and thank him for answering our prayers. And the peace of God is going to fill your heart and your mind. Amen? That's what this kind of love says. So find someone who you think might be discouraged. Find someone who may be disappointed in this moment in time. And, and encourage them and say, come on, let's stop worrying about this. Let's stop being discouraged. We, we, we get it. Like we, we totally get why you feel discouraged, my, discouraged right now. But let's pray. Let's pray. Let's make our request known to God. And the God of peace will fill your heart and fill your mind with his peace. Amen? By his Holy Spirit. This love moves people from being stuck in the ditch to being back on the road. It, it moves people from wallowing in the valley to climbing the mountain again. That's what this love does. This love that God has placed in us. When I find myself in the ditch, I turn my eyes to God. I, I, I worship him. And this love fills my heart. And it gets me back on the road again. Micah, I uh, can't remember the verse, but Micah said, When I fall, I shall arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord will be a light unto me. Come on, when I fall, I shall arise. Declare it over your life. Declare it over your friend. Declare it over your family. When, when they fall, they shall arise. Amen. Romans 8 verse 28 says, And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Just think about that. God causes everything to work. To, how on earth can God do that? Well, I'm not God. I don't know. But God, God does everything to work together for the good of those who love God and according to, uh, and accord according to his purpose for them. And then the fourth thing today, the fourth and final thing. So what have we said already? Love never gives up. Love never loses faith. Love is always hopeful. And love endures through every circumstance. There is nothing that we can't get through when our hearts are filled with the love of God. 
God keeps us going as we run this race of life. Despite the obstacles we might face, God, his love will keep you going. Psalm 18 verse 29 says, In your strength I can crush an army. With my God I can scale any wall. I can run through a troop and leap over a wall. God's love also causes us to take the hands of those who are slowing down on their race or maybe have given up. And when we love people in this way, we help them to lay aside every burden that they're carrying and we help them to disentangle from the sin in their life that has tripped them up and we help them get back into the race again. That's what this love does. It does it for us and, it, and we can show this love to others. So when you see someone slowing down, in their walk with God, when you see someone slowing down when it comes to the promises of God, when you see someone entangled uh, in sin in their life and, and just going the wrong direction, you can come alongside them and say, come on, we can get this sorted. In God's strength, we can get this sorted. With the love of God, we can get this sorted and get them back into the race again. Um, Hebrews 12 verse 1. I'm sure we're very familiar with this one from last year's um, series uh, on running our best race. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. Of course, we know from the next verse, the key is looking unto Jesus, keeping our eyes on Jesus. What a joy to be filled with such great love. Hello? Isn't it wonderful to be filled with such great love? And what a privilege to be able to take this love that God has filled our hearts with to other people. We carry the hope of the world to the world around us. Who is the hope of the world? The hope of the world is Jesus. We carry the hope of the world to the world around us. How on earth is this possible? How can we love in this way, this very way that God loves us? How can we possibly love in this way? Well, Mary asked that question in Luke chapter 1 when the angel Gabriel came and said, um, this is what's going to happen. You're going to give birth to the Savior. And she, she had to get her head around that. She was a virgin. And, 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 and the angel Gabriel said, the Holy Spirit is going to come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. And God gives us the same answer today when we say, God, how is it possible to love in this way? God says, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and his power will overshadow you. The Holy Spirit brings an unlimited supply of God's unlimited love into our lives. And so it's very possible to love with God's love in the same way that, that God loves us. We only find ourselves running dry when we stop drawing on the, on the presence of God and the Holy Spirit. Could you just uh, come and play for us? Thanks. Because I just like you playing. I thought I've got enough time without Phil's playing now. I just want to encourage you today, church, Let's, let's make it our aim to love others in the same way that God loves us. And how do we do that? We, 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 we ask God to fill us with his love. So we ask God to fill us with his Holy Spirit. And as we're filled with the Holy Spirit, as we're filled with God's presence, God himself 
wants to fill our lives with his very presence, as we're filled with God's presence, we will be able to love in the same way that God loves us. And then we can love people with a love that never gives up, a love that never loses faith, a love that is always hopeful, and a love that endures through every circumstance. And I just want to pray um, for you, the church, this morning, um, as Phil plays and as you just sit there, that you will experience um, God's Holy Spirit just filling your life. In fact, before I do that, we'll do that in a minute. Before I do that, um, I just want to ask if there's anyone here, um, if you've never... If you've never said yes to Jesus, if you've never accepted Jesus as your saviour, then you have an opportunity to do that this morning, just where you're sitting today. I just want you to know that God knows you inside and out. He knows you. He knows you completely inside and out. God sees your potential and he calls you to walk with him so that you can live out the potential that God has placed in you. God knows you more than anyone. He knows your struggles. He knows your potential. He knows your victories. He knows uh, the valleys that you've walked through and maybe are walking through in these moments of your life. And he says, come and walk with me. He says, come and walk with me. Come and know my love. Come and know my love. Come and know my strength in your life. It will make all the difference. So I just want to pray a prayer this morning for anyone who has never said yes to Jesus, who has never accepted Jesus as their saviour. Would you just bow your heads with me and just pray these words today? Let's all pray it out loud together so no one feels too embarrassed by, by praying these words out loud. But make it your prayer. If that's you this morning, make it your prayer. Say with me, Dear Father, I accept that I cannot live up to your perfect standard and I repent of my sin. Thank you for sending Jesus to pay the price for my sin. I believe that you forgive me and you make all things new. I surrender to you and I want to take your path for my life So please fill me with your Holy Spirit and empower me to live a life that honours you. Thank you for loving me. Amen. Just um, Would you just keep your heads bowed just for a moment? If anyone prayed that prayer this morning and perhaps you've never prayed a prayer like that before, perhaps you've been walking away from God and you just... This morning, you're you're determining that you're going to come back to him and walk with him in a new way today. But if that's you today, would you just do one more thing? Just raise your hand wherever you are, just um, wherever you're sitting. Just raise your hand so I can see you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Anyone else here today? You've made this is your prayer. You've said, God, I want to know you. Anyone else today? Your heart is thumping. You know you need to respond. even if you didn't put your hand up, if you made that your prayer this morning, you have peace with God. 
I just encourage you if, if you, if you didn't put your hand up or if you did, talk to someone. Tell someone that you made that decision today. Tell someone that you made that decision to follow Jesus, to be, to be a Christian, to, to walk in God's ways, to know God's plan for your life. Praise God. So would you just stand with me, everyone, this morning? Um, as we, you got a song for us, Phil? Kevin, come and join in. Come and consult. <laughs> right. So I just want to pray that that um, every one of us this morning would would just experience um, the love of God in a in a really fresh way today. There you go. And um, and that just means being filled with God's Spirit. God wants to fill your life with His presence. He wants to flood your life with His Holy Spirit. And that makes all the difference. It empowers us to to live for Him in this world. It empowers us to be representatives of His kingdom. And it causes us to know His love that the Holy Spirit sheds abroad, fills our hearts with. It causes us to be people that can walk in His love. So I'm just going to pray and then we're going to worship together and as we worship just i encourage you lift your hands to the lord um, i remember when i was a kid my pastor explaining it in such a simple way you know when someone um it, you're like a, a vessel a pot a, a, a jar and, and god wants to just fill this jar with his presence with his spirit it's like water filling a pot and he wants to fill you up he wants you to know his his love he wants you to know his power in your life. And that's my prayer, God, for each one of my brothers and sisters in this room today. Lord, that we would know your power, that we would know your love. Oh God, that we would know you, that we would know your presence in our lives, that Holy Spirit, you would fill our lives in such a way that we are never the same again. Lord, that you would fill our lives in such a way that we never doubt your love again. Lord, that we know your love, that that never gives up on us, your love that never loses faith in us, your love that is always hopeful regarding our lives, and your love that endures through every circumstance, and that we would be people that take that love to others. So fill us now, Holy Spirit. Fill us now as we worship you, God. I thank you, Lord. You fill our lives with your presence.